Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aitken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everyone. So we're out of the deep freeze and back to our usual pod blasting action. And uh, this week we're off to Cheltenham, of course, for their Trials Day card on Saturday with three of the chasers coming under focus uh, for us. And then we're back off up to Scotland for our usual footy, tricksy uh, battle, top, middle and uh, bottom. But uh, racing first and to Cheltenham Festival's Trial Day. Uh, starting with the 12.40 race, the time form, Novices Handicap Chase. Uh, welcome along, Ben. Can you start us off with that one? Oh, Tony, yep. That 12.40 Cheltenham time form. Or novices handicap chase, a race that has been an excellent pointer in recent seasons for the Channel Festival itself. The last five winners of the race running first, second, first, fourth, and a first on uh, going on to the festival in March. So a race to keep a close watch on with the future in mind. Uh, some solid race trends as well factor in for the race itself. Uh, we're looking at the last 12 renewals. 12 of the last 12 winners had two to five starts in the current season and were aged 6, 7 or 8 and 11 of the last 12 winners recorded a top 3 finish last time out in a class 1, class 2 or class 3 chase and were turning off a break of 20 to 42 days now I would leave a trend shortlist for the race of Blow Your Wad, Theatre Man Persian Time and Happy and Fine Blow Your Wad was a good winner at Kempton on Boxing Day on his last start. That was his second chase start. His first chase run came at Sandown in November where he had, I'd say, an impossible task of trying to give Le Patron £12. Uh, that one is now rated £28 higher. As you look at Blow Your Wad in Class 2 races or lower, you see he has three wins and four places from eight starts. He's never been out the first two in any of those races. So... Uh, I expect him to go well here, and I do like Boyer Wad's chances in this handicap. A theatre man, he hasn't quite clicked yet in his two chase starts. They've both been over around three miles, and I wonder if he's maybe just not the stare they thought he would be. I think this step back to two mile four and a half looks a smart move. Uh, it should tell us more about him. Um, I think he should he should make an impact over our fences, and I am looking forward to seeing him back over this mid-range trip, theatre man. Persian time, he improved for his debut chase effort at Newbury by winning at Ascot last time out. His best efforts have come at Ascot so far, so I do wonder if he's maybe best going right-handed. I'm also a little wary of Nicky Henderson chasers in novice handicap chases at Cheltenham. Doesn't send up many, but his record is one win from 38 in these types of races. So, again, just a little wary on a couple of angles about Persian time for all he does meet the, the race trends and happy and fine he's the other that fits the race trends he comes here off the back of two victories at slightly lower levels it steps up above class three level for the first time here uh, he's been able to dominate smaller fields and heavy ground from the front in those last two wins uh, he won't be able to do that here um, so he'll need to pull out more and from a career high mark not impossible of course um, but there is plenty of 
uh, early competition for a lead in this. That won't make life easy for Harpy and fine. Uh, because of that potential for strong pace in the race, Blow Your Lad is the one for me. And I'll take him to sit just off the pace and pick them off up the hill. Blow Your Lad. What you got for us in this handicap today? Yeah, I like Blow Your Wad, mate. Uh, it, that's ran in a the Class 3 Novices Limited Handicap Chase at Kempton on Boxing Day. Now, uh, runners that have run in that race have been known to run well, uh, come on and run well in this race. Uh, the winner of that contest was Blow Your Wad. Uh, lines up, as does the Alan King-trained Perfecto, who finished third of eight in that race on good ground, at two and a half lengths behind the winner, Blow Your Wad. Very much with Blow Your Wad here, who is an improving sort and has the distance, days since a run, left-handed track, and very undulating course in his favour here. Uh, definitely with you all the way there, mate, with uh, Blow Your Wad. Uh, also, tighten our belts, Emma Lavelle and Tom Bellamy. Uh, I'll be looking at uh, early Saturday morning. In fact, well, I'm actually on Blow Your Wad at 6.2 on the exchange. Uh, Tighten Our Bells is 7.4 last night when when I was uh, preparing this. Uh, Thought good enough to run in the Grade 1 Corto Star uh, Novices Chase at Kempton on Boxing Day. He was never up to that uh, uh, Grade 1 status. He's finished uh, uh, fourth of six, beating 29 lengths in that race. Won by the uh, French flying, uh, the fr- flying French horse, Ile uh, Francais. Uh, Tightenauer Bells was never put in the race by Tom Bellamy. Actually, he was tailed off by the fifth fence. Uh, not quite sure what Tom Bellamy was up to that day. Obviously showing uh, things elsewhere at home, maybe. Uh, and this Class 2 contest could be just what he needs at this stage in his career. Ideal age as well as a seven-year-old. Uh, they go well in this contest. Uh, and uh, what I must uh, say, have to say, though, uh, he's not one in two starts left-handed, so beware of that. But uh, And we'd blow your wad, 6.2 on the exchange, and uh, tighten our belts as well, but uh, have a look uh, at the place markets on Saturday morning for, for possibly both of them as well. But uh, moving on, one fifteen at Cheltenham, the Paddy Power Handicap Chase, Class 1 Premier Handicap over two mile uh, and a uh, two mile four and a half furlongs. Ben? Yeah, it was a cracking race. Cracker, um, yep. Cracker, yep. I'm looking at a short list for this one of Excello, Victorino, Bill Baxter and Gar Law. Excello is one I noted after you won a three-runner graduation chase at Ascot last time out. Uh, that was on the 23rd of December. He caught my eye for a few reasons that day. Um, for starters, Henderson doesn't send many four-year-olds over fences. It does go a little against the normal grain of Henderson's uh, softly, softly training approach. So, interesting, he wasted no time going chasing uh, with Excello. Now, banged in a speed figure, a pro-form speed figure, which was comfortably above par for the level on that Ascot win. Um, he was pumped £13 for the win, but he does get a five-year-old's allowance here on Saturday, which means he can carry £6 less than what it should be. And I also noted after his Ascot win that Nicky Henderson, with his chasers aged five in the January to February period, and that have 0-1 previous UK chase starts, they have a record of nine wins and a place from 16 qualifiers. So Henderson does know how to place these types to get the best out of them. And Excello, uh, he's definitely an interesting one here. Um, he's one with a, a lot of upside to him. Victorino, another with plenty upside to his game. He comes here off the back of two victories. 
both at Ascot. Uh, those have been his only two chase starts in the UK so far. He did have plenty of experience over fences in France. Uh, he was only raised four pounds for that win at Ascot last time. Could be lenient. Formula race has started to look solid. Two of the beaten horses have run since. Both have won. He is dropping down half a mile on trip here, so that would maybe be a little query with Victor Dino, but I think he, yeah, he's an interesting one to factor in for sure. Um, they're also dropping back in trip with Gar Law here. Now, he's mainly been trying to get three mile plus trips since winning the 2022 Paddy Power Gold Cup. Uh, I think this would be a smart move by connections in dropping him back to these mid-range or mid-distance trips. If you look at Galois over trips of 2 mile 3 to 2 mile 5 on tracks with undulations and away from grade 1 level, you see he is an unbeaten 4 from 4. Uh, providing the ground doesn't soften up to soft all over, which I don't think it will. Uh, and I do think Galois could bounce back to form here. So Galois for me in this one, he's around... 9-01, at the time of recording. So yeah, Gala interests me in the 150, uh, not the 150, what race is this, the 115. What are you thinking for this one, Tony? Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Competitive. Yeah. Uh, lots. I've got lots of respect. Um, I remember you putting Neil Rodoto up at the start of the season. You know, I thought you were a big fan of Neil Rodoto, but uh, I've got lots of respect for Neil Rodoto. Uh, solid and consistent, goes fairly well around here. Uh, one from seven... Uh, round here and a further three hitting the frame. Uh, both career wins have come with Cobden in the saddle and on a left-handed track. So he'll go well. He's obviously up the top of the market. The other one I like here, Ben, is uh, I do like the chances of Grandeur Dam, uh, Alan King, Tom Bellamy. Uh, it will be uh, to place as well as I hope he would lead. Uh, he likes to race prominently. He might be left in the lead, actually, and I think the eight-year-old could run a big race if getting into a rhythm here. Grandeur Dam, uh, placed here in December. Good to soft, possibly ideal. Four of his five career victories have come left-handed as well. He's, he was currently, uh, or he, he was, rather, uh, not currently, but he was 11-1 uh, to 1, uh, last night, and uh, I did back him last night at 11-1. to 1. I put a uh, exit in for a profit as well. Uh, I'm not leaving it to win, but uh, hopefully he'll go down in price as the race starts. So, uh, grander dam. Hopefully hanging on for a place uh, late on in the 115, the Paddy Power, but lots of respect for Il Rodoto there. Uh, 150, oh, the Cotswold Chase. I spent far too much time on this race last night. Uh, Cotswold Chase, Ben, six runners go to post, grade two chase over three mile, one and a half furlongs. Yeah, it's a, I think it's an intriguing renewal this year. Um, I like the fact Paul Nichols has stuck, stay away fade in the race after only two chase starts in Novice Company. It's a, an aggressive bit of campaigning from the trainer. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they ride him as well because They've been forceful with him on his two chase starts today. But he would likely have company up front in this. Um, I'd expect Ahoy Senor to be blundering his way around on the front end um, as he tries to retain his crown from last year. And they'll surely try and press on with the real whacker off the front end at his favourite track. Uh, he was held on to at Kempton and King George last time. Don't think he enjoyed that. Didn't do much for him. So could be a strong pace at play here and I suspect they'll maybe just sit, stay away fade just off the pace setters I don't think it would make great sense to try and mix it with a high senior and the real whacker out front a Royal Pagai joint highest rate in the field he's 0 from 3, 0 places at Cheltenham but they've all come in the Gold Cup where he's been outclassed uh, even still, he does seem better 
a better horse on flat tracks, uh, zero from six on tracks with undulations. He's also zero from five on ground, quicker than soft. So, so some reservations about Royal Bagai. Willie Mullins, he sends over Capadonna, only his second ever runner, runner in the race. Uh, his first since Jackadam fell in the 2016 renewal of the race. Capodana is a bit of a trick you want to get a proper handle on, I feel. Uh, Mullen stated that the national was a plan again for him. So is this just another step on the road to that? Or will he have, have him ready to fire for this grade two? Hard to say for sure. Uh, he is favoured by the weights with a few here, admittedly. Uh, and then there's That's All Right Gino, uh, your horse that uh, you put up for the Coral Gold Cup at Newbury mm. my, um, steps out of handicap company after winning that Coral Gold Cup still very much unexposed at staying trip so I think this will be a decent indicator of where his level might be but what is uh, I think a bit of a muddling sort of race I'm going to side with the real whacker I think it's easy enough to excuse his pulled up effort in the Paddy Power Gold Cup that was his seasonal debut he always needs that run He's also trying to win a handicap off a mark of 162 off a trip shorter than his best. Uh, last time out in the King George, probably just outclassed and didn't help that he found himself out the back from the off. He jumps these fences real well. Uh, that will likely put too much pressure on a Ahoy Senor. Uh, I think this probably represents the best chance for him to bag a win this season. So the real whacker for me, Tony, what have you got for us in the Cotswold chase? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I actually got so frustrated with it last night. I, ju- I just did a... I had uh, Royal Pagale, uh Real Wacker, and That's All Right Gino um, on the shortlist. But as you say, um, that, uh, That's All Right Gino is stepping up here in class, isn't he? Uh, so I did a last man stand in trends, and I came down to the Real Wacker. Uh, which is uh, which is how you just described it is is why I went from as well because you've got to stay away fair according to the ggs.co.uk uh, pace angles here um, uh, the pace prediction according to ggs.co.uk is possible contested speed between Ahoy Senor and stay away fair as well which I agree with and the real whacker with Sam Twist and Davis just in behind and hopefully uh, those two if they travel together they could cut each other's throats actually but uh, and uh, Sam waiting uh, in, in behind uh, racing prominently and waiting for the uh, the right time to set the uh, real whacker on his way because he does uh, like it at Cheltenham isn't he he's got uh, he's finished 11th and then he's won three in a row and uh, including the Brown Advisory the grade one uh, at the uh, Cheltenham Festival last year so um, you know uh, he was pulled up last time but possibly um, you know a little bit uh, out of his way I think he, did he carry top weight in that as well so it was a bit uh, it's a bit too much to ask for the real whacker there. So we'll give him benefit of the doubt, and uh, we'll we'll stick with the uh, the uh, the real whacker in the uh, the one fifty. So we're over and done with it one fifty, mate. So we've got an hour to kill before the fantastic top, middle, and bottom from Scotland. <laughs> footballers you cannot explain why you love it. It just happens. Chasing a ball around a park, wanting one team to win against the other. El Mahani right through whips it. Oh jeezy peeps man.
Jeezy Peeps, man. Fantastic. Uh, yes, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for, top, middle and bottom. Before this week's selections, Ben, an update on the current state player. <laughs> I'm getting worse. Yeah, last week's results, uh, I picked up two wins for all my three matches. Uh, Peter Head could only manage a two-all draw at East Fife to stop me getting the full house, but still plus 3.5 profits for me. Profit, profit, uh, mate. Profit, profit. Uh, Tony, one postponed match. As expected, it was too bloody Baltic in Barora <laughs> to play any football. Um, you managed one win from your remaining two matches, but it gave you a turn of minus two points, uh, leaving the totals at me, plus 6.14. Tony, minus 29.59. The gap is widening, big man. Need to start getting some results on the board. Um, <sighs> here we go. My top middle and bottom this week. <laughs> top. Queen's Park and Air to draw at 12-5. Uh, both teams picked up their form past couple of weeks. I think this should be a tight one. Both not wanting to lose ground on the other in the bottom half. So I'm going to take the draw between Queen's Park and Air in the championship. In the middle, Cove Rangers and Queen of the South to draw at 14-5. to uh, Cove started to struggle a little in recent games after going on a bit of a charge prior to that. Uh, despite the last few games being away against the top two, Hamilton and Falkirk. They also drew the two piter that against Kelty and Montrose. And their only win in the last six games came against struggling Edinburgh City. The Queen of the South, they've been playing well recently. Their only defeats in the last seven matches, being a 1-0 away to league leaders Falkirk and 1-0 to, uh, against St Mirren in the Cup. So I thought the Cove price looked a little skinny here and I'm going to pump for a draw between Cove and Queen of the South. At the bottom, Stenhouse Muir to beat Peterhead at yes. Evens. Yep, Stenhouse Muir on a 12-match winning streak at the minute. The score 27, they've only conceded 6. Peterhead have hit a bit of a rocky patch. Uh, bottom of the table, when you look at recent form, the last five matches. Uh, probably lucky to get the draw at East Fife last week. They snatch a 94th minute equaliser after going... Do you know, down inside 23 minutes. So I am going to take Stenhouse Muir to continue on what is looking like a relentless march towards the title with another win here. So I am top, Queen's Park and Air to draw. Middle, Cove and Queen of the South to draw. And bottom, Stenhouse Muir to win. Go on the Stenny. <laughs> yeah, I've gone for Adri at home to Partick Thistle. Um, bit of a, a, a close clash here as well at 7-5. to five. Adri have won the last three unbeaten in four and have the second best home record in the league. Uh, so Adrian at home to Partick at 7-5. Seven, uh, seven to Allaware to draw with Falkirk. That was a tight one as well, 16-5. to Allaware unbeaten in the last five at home and Falkirk unbeaten away from home also in the last five. So they should easily play out a draw in the uh, <laughs> my middle bit. Allaware to draw with Falkirk, 16-5. And the bottom, I'm with you, Ben. Stenhouse Muir away at Peterhead at even money. Peterhead or Peter have lost the form. Two wins in 10. And Stenhouse Muir have won, the, as you say, the last 12 games. And I thought, if I was obviously a betting man, I thought, Ben, when you said Stenhouse Muir have won the last 12 games with help from leading goalscorer... I, I, do you want to tell me? I have no idea. Got to be a relation, mate. Matty Aitken. Oh, yes, my brother. 13. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> 13 goals. He's running away with it. Stenhouse Muir oh, uh, won the last 12 games. Matty Aitken, leading goal scorer. 13 goals he's on. 
Absolute Daniel's netbuster. As, as Aitkins are great at football. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, check him out. Might be, you know, check the DNA as well. Might be related. Get us some free tickets. I like it. Yeah, oh, I'm not going up to. I'm not going up to Stenhouse Muir. Well. <laughs> Is that near Sterling? Actually, it's it's closer to Sterling oh, it? than bloody Brora. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Much closer, actually. <laughs> I was. I do listen to you, Ben. Sometimes it's just not the Brara bit or the Elgin City Some, bit. Some, sometimes <laughs> Stenhouse Muir, I think, is beside Falkirk. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check. All right. It is, cool. it is. Oh, you know what? It is very close to. Is Stirling. it? Excellent. It, it's north of Falkirk and just south of Stirling. Oh, I knew. I thought that. I thought that. I thought you'd mentioned that before. All right, oh, many what? thanks for yeah. listening to the latest edition <laughs> of the Racing Pod Blast. Very best luck with your betting at Cheltenham this week. And remember to have fun with our top, middle and bottom. Obviously, I'm 29 quid down, so obviously. Uh, remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me on Shed Radio weekdays between 6 and 9. And more from Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. You've got some free uh, Cheltenham stuff coming up, haven't you, Ben? Yeah, when I can be bothered. No, yeah, I do, I do. It's in the pipeline, it's in the pipeline. I'll, I'll, have, to, on it. I'll have to edit that bit out. Uh, big <laughs> thanks for listening this week. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you next week with the next instalment of the Racing Pod Blast. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Ben. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Ben. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend.